It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. This is Bonus Benson. This segment is officially completely off the rails. What are you talking about? Stuff we wish never aired. I will eat chalupas all day long. Come on, man. The Guy Benson Show. Home stretch on The Guy Benson Show. Very glad to have you here. Thanks for listening. If you missed any of today's show, you missed a lot. As you always do if you miss the live show, 3 to 6 Eastern. But fortunately, thankfully, there's a podcast for that. It is free. It is on demand at GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. I'll be on Kennedy's show tonight in the 7 p.m. hour Eastern Time, Fox Business Network. Hope to see you there. Meanwhile, just got back last evening from a weekend in Lawrence, Kansas. We did the show from Lawrence on Friday, as many of you will recall. Great opportunity to be there. And then what I was in town for was this Christmas gift from my in-laws, my father-in-law in particular, who's a KU grad and a Jayhawks basketball fan. He had said, hey, as a gift, we've got some friends who are very connected into the athletic department and big donors. We're going to get great seats. You pick the game. So I picked... The Baylor game, Baylor being the defending national champion, Baylor being kind of in the top ten all season, this would be a great matchup, so I assumed. And certainly was very hyped. So the game was fantastic. We'll get to that in just a second. But on Friday after the show, my in-laws have some friends, Ran and Teresa, who are extremely high profile in the KU athletics universe. And they put together a little reception with some cocktails and some past hors d'oeuvres and that sort of thing. And they asked me to say a few words, and I talked actually about sports and some stories related to KU, and then did Q&A about anything people wanted to talk about. And they wanted to talk about politics. They wanted to talk about Washington. They wanted to talk about crime and the economy and inflation and Biden and 2024. And there were all sorts of different questions asked. So that was a really cool experience and it was wonderful to meet so many Fox fans and Fox viewers out in Kansas. Although it's funny, Lawrence is a little tiny blue spot in a red state, as sometimes these big college towns are. It's by far the most progressive area in Kansas. So conservatives are certainly outnumbered in that city, but not statewide obviously. Then the next day we got up and we were given a tour by one of the Jayhawks standouts from yesteryear under Roy Williams, Greg Gurley, and he very kindly showed us around. We had met the previous night the athletic director at KU, who actually came to Kansas from Northwestern, where he was one of the associate ADs, so that was a neat connection. But Gurley showed us everything behind the scenes at Allen Fieldhouse. If you're not a sports fan, That may mean nothing to you. If you are a sports fan or a college sports fan in particular, Allen Fieldhouse is legendary. And now I understand why. It is this old, old venue that packs in over 16,000 people. It doesn't have a bunch of the bells and whistles. It's old school. Now the locker room and those other facilities, those had all the bells and whistles. The amount of money poured into the program, it's just wild. I know recruiting is very much an arms race these days, and it makes sense that Kansas is 
near the top every year because they have a really good coach in Bill Self. In fact, this blew my mind. Bill Self, the coach of Kansas, he's in his 19th season there. He has lost, over those 18-plus years, 16 games ever at Allen Fieldhouse, home games for Kansas. 16 losses ever. So less than one a year. Meanwhile, his teams have won 15 Big 12 or conference championships. So he's neck and neck with total home losses and conference championships. That is a level of success as a Northwestern basketball fan that I literally cannot fathom. I've got a great coach who clearly knows how to get the job done. And then very generous boosters and donors that turn this thing into, I mean, I don't know if an NBA facility would be nicer. The locker room was cool. They have this uh, sort of shower area with hot tubs and everything. It's hilarious. The showers have the shower heads up at about nine feet because these are huge guys. So I stood in one of the showers. I got a photo where I'm pointing up at the shower head. I'm not short. I'm six feet tall. I look like Gutfeld in this context with the shower way, way up there. But when you have these giant bodies, I guess that's what is required. And it's funny because the countertops are kind of chest high or maybe rib cage high for the average person, but just sort of normal for a tall basketball player. So we got the whole inside look, very cool. And then the game itself turned out to be a blowout. Kansas had lost at home to Kentucky, one of those 16 losses that I mentioned ever for Bill Self. They got run out of the building by the Kentucky Wildcats the previous week. Then they went on the road. They beat Iowa State. Then they were coming home against a number eight opponent in the country and just blew the doors off of Baylor. Baylor could not shoot, could not hit the broadside of a barn. I think they shot 25% from the field. Kansas, as badly as Baylor played, Kansas played that much better, and it turned into just a, a laugher. It was 35 points at one point. It was kind of over at halftime. So the energy inside Allen Fieldhouse, and it was extremely loud, very, very loud. They call it the fog, P-H-O-G. Boy, just an intimidating environment. Your ears will ring coming out of there. But once they ran away with it with Kansas, some of the enthusiasm was just a little bit damper just because there was no drama. They were just pounding Baylor. So that was a statement win and a bounce-back win at home in front of the fans. And what a great venue. And I'm just grateful to everyone who helped make it happen. If you're a KU fan, you're probably loving this segment. If you're a Baylor fan, you've probably turned it off already. If you're a Kansas State fan, maybe you're muttering under your breath a little bit. And if you're not a sports fan, you're like, okay, It's another one of Guy's sports segments. But look, I'm really into it. This was a really cool bucket list type of experience. Although now I kind of have to wonder, maybe the KU fans need to bring me back there on a regular basis. I'm not saying that I was fully responsible for their victory over Baylor, but, you know, many people are saying. Kind of like the Atlanta Braves, how I turned their season around with my first pitch at Truist Park. I threw out the first pitch. They weren't playing well. They turned the season around, win the World Series. If KU wins the whole thing this year, if KU ends up as national champion, then I think I'm going to really have to start picking very carefully which team's venues 
I choose to go to. Because maybe I'll have some sort of uh, Midas touch here. We're a ways off from March Madness. I don't want to get too out of control here. But it was awesome. Thanks to everyone. It was uh, amazingly hospitable. The accommodations were great. Everyone was extremely friendly. A lot of Fox viewers out there, as I mentioned. And, Christine, I know you're not a sports fan at all. So the idea of traveling all this distance to go to watch a team that you're not even a fan of might be a foreign concept to you. But you can tell that this is something that animates me. And knowing you, you probably have questions, as curious Christine. I actually, I have an idea. I think, and I mean, I know you have some sort of agent, but think of me as another type of agent. Oh, boy. I'm thinking that we pitch the idea that you show up to a game somewhere, maybe get paid to sit in that game, and you can turn their team around. So, like, I can go to different places and say, hey, you know, Guy Benson has a record here. Yeah, but what happens inevitably when I do that and then the team loses because there's no there there. It's totally made up. It's sort of like you're psychic, right? Like you can't make these promises to people when it's really based on nothing at all. Well, we pocket as much as we can. And then when no, it just keep the grift alive down. for as long as, and then and then just run out of the building with our money at halftime if they're losing. Yes. Yeah, that seems ethical. I'm always full of ideas of how to make money. None of them have worked. Just I'm, I'm yeah, they're they're not good ideas. They're 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 ideas. Uh, I'll give you that. <laughs> but the people of the people I've never been to Kansas. The people of Kansas, they're nice people. Friends, very, I very nice. They're much more welcoming than the people of maybe, say, New Jersey. I would say in Fair some I ways, think? perhaps, yes. And what about the food? It's always about the food for me, too, and the drink. Yeah, we had some good food and beverages. They've got some good steaks out there, of course. And I can't complain. We had a great time. It was very fun. The people were extreme, almost like aggressively nice. It's like, hang on, is this for real? And I will point out on Friday's show, we had Senator Marshall on the air. And then at the game, I was sitting like three rows behind Senator Moran, the other Kansas senator. And I chatted with him for a little while. So I hit both U.S. senators on the trip. That's not a bad batting average now that I'm mixing my sports metaphors. Did you ask him if he wants to join the show? You always should be I, thinking about the show. I actually did mention it. I said, hey, we had Marshall on. we got to get you on. And he was very nice. He said, oh, yeah, that would be great. So let me hand that ball off to you, Christine. Now I'm bringing my third sport into this. I've got basketball. I just made a baseball <laughs> reference. And now football. But you've got the ball. Run with it. Senator Moran from Kansas. When it makes sense with the news cycle, let's get him on because it was fun to meet him. And he was just one of 16,300 or so people screaming their heads off in that building. And it's still maybe, uh, you know, earplugs might be a good idea if you ever find yourself inside Allen Fieldhouse, especially if you're rooting for the opposition, because that's not probably the most fun place to be when you're losing. Even though everyone's very nice and polite, it's just loud, loud, loud. Really cool weekend. And since I mentioned Atlanta and my experience there last summer, I will point out that we are headed back to Atlanta 
later on this week for an event at our affiliate at Extra down there, which I cannot wait for. More details to come on that. In the meantime, see you on Kennedy tonight. Back here tomorrow on the radio, same time, same place. Have a good evening. It's The Guy Benson Show. Home stretch, Tuesday edition, Guy Benson Show. See you on special report this evening with Brett Baer. Molly Hemingway also on that panel. I think Jeff Mason joining. Right around 6.40 Eastern, Fox News Channel. GuyBensonShow.com, our website here. Podcast is always free. So I've referenced this once or twice and teased it earlier as well. Not today, but tomorrow after the show, which reminds me, I need to pack. (laughs) I need to go and repack, maybe do some laundry here. But tomorrow after the show, I am heading to the airport, flying down to Atlanta, and I'll be spending the next few days in Atlanta doing the show from the studios of our great affiliate down there from 3 to 6 Eastern, Extra, which has been growing by leaps and bounds, and I am honored to be a part of the team there. It's our fantastic affiliate in that huge city. And part of the appeal, part of the reason I'm going down there is not just to spend time with our friends and see them all and do the show from the studio and so forth. We are also doing an event for Extra on Thursday night. And they've called it, this is very creative, this was their idea, Guy's Night Out. And it's going to be some of the folks who work at the station and some of the advertisers and sponsors and then some listeners as well are going to come to this dinner at an acclaimed restaurant with, I guess, a a chef who is popular down in Atlanta who will be cooking for all of us. And we'll just have an event with some remarks and just hanging out and chatting. And I'm told the food and drink will be outstanding. And I even heard from Matt, who's the programming director down there, that they might want me to go a little bit early and chat with the chef and maybe even do, like, some sort of a video of cooking. I'm not a good cook by any stretch, but I love cooking shows. And so it's kind of a dream come true if he can just have me doing easy tasks. That's all I'm really capable of. So I don't know exactly what they have in mind for that, but I'm just going to roll with it. Can't wait to meet some of you guys down in Atlanta and some of our great advertisers on that affiliate down there. So it's going to be fun. The reason I mention it, not just because I'm looking forward to it and you'll be hearing the broadcast from the Extra Studios Thursday and Friday of this week, is because we were talking it through on our phone call today, planning for the show, and I was detecting perhaps a little bit of... I don't know, frustration from producer Christine that she is not invited to participate in these festivities. Although I would clarify, she's invited. I just don't think in terms of travel right now and budgets and everything, they were going to send a producer with me down to Atlanta. So she is now parlaying and sort of channeling this frustration into a brainstorming session about future events. She was saying, hey, maybe we can have this idea of the guy's night out model and pitch it to other affiliates at our other stations around the country. Like, hey, guy can come in and visit the station, visit the market, and do an event. I'm always down for this kind of stuff. So if you're a programming director out there, you know, get in touch with our team. We'd love to maybe set something up, and I'll let you know how 
it goes in Atlanta, sort of the pilot program, and they seem to have this thing locked down. It's really well-organized so far. It seems like a really fun schedule. But Christine was saying maybe we could take the guys' night out concept and kind of tweak it a little bit. And I know this will come as a shock to all of you. She wants to make it a little bit more cookie-centric, a little bit more about her. Because we know that some of you listen to this show for me, and they do conveniently put my name on the show. But Christine is certainly convinced that some large percentage, if not a majority of this audience, ultimately is here for her. And so if we were to do, Christine, some version of Guys Night Out around the country with different stations, you are proposing some sort of a bar crawl with, like, trolleys and stuff. Can you explain this? Well, it it would be called the cookie crawl. And what I'm thinking is right after your guys' night out, because yours will probably be some, like, tasteful dinner, blah, 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 (laughs) uh, I will come to the restaurant where that event is in a bus. I don't know if I – I don't think I'd drive the bus. That probably wouldn't be safe or smart. But I would hi- we would hire a bus, like a party bus. A think party of it bus. that way. And I will be like the director of the rest of the night. And we do a cookie crawl, which is basically a bar crawl around town hosted by yours truly. And then maybe we'll get you to make an appearance at one of the bars. You know, obviously you have other things to do. Can't be just drinking with us all night. Um, I feel confident that I could do that and still produce the next day. So just think about it. The program directors out there, think about it, too. My fee is very, very low. I mean, meaning none. There's nothing. I, I just won't charge. <laughs> I'm envisioning. It's not a bad idea. I'm envisioning some sort of a classy event at a nice restaurant with an acclaimed or prominent chef from the area and good wine, and we're having conversation, and people from the audience and listeners are there asking really sophisticated questions, and I'm doing my best to field the questions, then all of a sudden, you just start hearing basically a truck horn from outside, where you play the Venga bus song, just blasting from speakers, and you're honking the bus horn, and you basically come busting into the room like the Kool-Aid man, And you're like, it's time to drink. Mama's juice is served. And everyone immediately is totally forgets about me, is is bored about the political talk. And they just rush out to the bus with you. And you just hit all the hot spots for the ensuing three, four hours, depending on, you know, what the local ordinances are. And then, you know, you end up sloshing back to the hotel at some point. And then the next day we have our normal morning phone call and you'll be fine. Is, does this all sound about right? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much an, uh, my perfect idea, my idea of a perfect evening. Um, and think about it this way. The bus, like when you think of the bus pulling up, think about like a school bus that was painted. And like we like took out some of the seats, put some lights in, you know, like think about a but like Nothing. colored, like LED lights, would there be booze available on the bus? So I would have to check each town to see how that goes. I'm not uh-huh. really sure. I don't want to say for now. But um, I don't know if you've ever been to a room. You don't want this. Have... You don't want to make some sort of like a verbal contract, Christine. Like people are taking this seriously. You don't want to overpromise. 
I don't want to overpromise, but yeah, what I could say is everybody will get some sort of flask. We could work around it that way. Mm. Just saying. Just saying. What would the role be for Quiet Wyatt? Would he be the chaperone? Would he be the adult? You don't think he could drive the bus? I think I think it might be a little big for him, you know. I think uh, we want a trained bus driver, I would say, just for liability okay. purposes. I'm picturing him in a sweater vest with a clipboard and making sure that everyone remains on time and that we aren't leaving stragglers behind. And he's taking attendance and being very diligent. Even in as that gets Fox News gear. It gets harder and harder as the night goes on to herd these cats, <laughs> particularly Cookie. Yeah, I mean, I've done this before. I've, I don't know if you've ever been to Aruba, but they have something called the Cuckoo Canuckoo. And it pulls I, up I, Can I just, just hold, hold, hold up there for a second? I have been to Aruba, but you'll be shocked to learn that when I was there, I did not avail myself of the Cuckoo Canuckoo. <laughs> you missed out. Boy, did you miss out. They pull up in a tricked-out bus, like the windows are gone. The lady, there's the bus driver, and then the, like the coordinator, who would be me. She yeah. comes out. The hype you know, woman. Gives you a shot. Yes. She comes out, gives you a shot. They're blasting Bon Jovi. They give you maracas. I had a tambourine. And then you just go that bar That sounds like bar. cultural appropriation, but go ahead. It is so much fun. And we can just somehow, we'll, we'll class it up a little bit. Listen, don't be worried. You know, I know this is your name. Maybe we could be, like, bus. bumping. We could be bumping to the, the full studio version of Woke Tales, the song. Uh, oh, yes. I mean, all of our songs could be our bumper music songs. Like, we will definitely make some strong ties <laughs> into this. Now, what will Dan be doing during the bus, the cookie crawl? Well, I think he probably has to be in New York you know, making sure that the show goes on the air, engineering. Yeah, all that's, right. That's Dan. the downside. Although the the upside of that for him, he's missing out on the fun, yes, but he's also missing out on any potential arrests that occur as a result of this nonsense over the course of a wild evening orchestrated by Cookie. So I think net-net it's probably a win for him. Do you just have this, do you have this idea in your head that every time I go out I get arrested? I don't not, think I'd have a job. No, no, I, I'm not saying every time. I'm just saying that there's probably some close shaves and some run-ins. And if you were in charge of a large group of people on a party bus, I feel like ultimately you'd be like, wait, are those blue lights in the rearview mirror? And the party would come to an end real fast. And the only person who wouldn't get arrested is Quiet Wyatt. I'm really selling this whole uh, cookie crawl, aren't yeah, I? Yeah, I'm trying to actually sell this for a real idea, <laughs> and I, you are just taking it down, you know. Well, how about the... this? Let's just see how Guy's Night Out goes first in Atlanta. It's Thursday. I can't wait. I will report back, of course, and then if we want to develop similar ideas along the lines of what you're proposing or even close that's another conversation for another day. And by the way, I think that part of the reason that we should end the conversation now is because we are also out of time, as it turns out. So it just sort of aligns. Back here tomorrow, doing the show from D.C., then jetting off to Atlanta. Can't wait. See you on Special Report coming up next hour on Fox News Channel. Back here on the radio, same time, same place tomorrow. Have a great night.
home stretch on the Guy Benson Show. Thanks for tuning in today. I'll be in Atlanta, Georgia tomorrow and Friday. Podcast free of all the shows, no matter where I am, every day. GuyBensonShow.com, FoxNewsPodcast.com, wherever you get your podcasts. So, Christine, you were telling us that your husband, Bobby, had plane tickets for work out to California, to Southern California specifically, and he was excited. He was flying business class because it's a work trip. And it's L.A., and he's doing some stuff around the Super Bowl, but is he going to the Super Bowl? No, he's not. He doesn't have a ticket to the Super Bowl. And what I was thinking is I know, I mean, Valentine's Day is coming up. So I was thinking of buying him a ticket to the Super Bowl. But one of my girlfriends said she thinks it's kind of expensive. It's not like I could just, like, go online and, I don't know, I I, I could spend a couple hundred dollars on the ticket. But I thought it would be, like, a nice surprise for him. Because he's out there helping with Super Bowl-related coverage, but he doesn't have a seat for the game itself. He doesn't have a ticket for the game. He'll be out there, obviously, through Sunday, which is when the game is. You want to surprise him for Valentine's Day with a ticket. I am just curious, do you have any sense of how much a Super Bowl ticket costs? Like, what, what do you think you could maybe get, like, the cheapest seat in the house online, if you had to guess? Like a couple hundred? Like two, maybe three hundred? Three hundred dollars. Like you know, yeah. Yeah, so. I mean, uh, huge stadium. Dan, uh, you're a sports guy. Uh, any comment on that guess from producer Christine? Have you done, maybe you could pull up uh, StubHub? Is she in the ballpark, so to speak? So I'm looking at StubHub right now for the game. A nosebleed seat, uh, highest up you can go, is $3,925. So that is the worst seat in the house. And the range... They range up to $16,000 for the game. Sixteen k for the better seats. All right, so yep. just $4,000, Christine, for a nosebleed seat. How much do you love Bobby? Uh, he will not be getting a ticket to the Super Bowl. There is, that is insane. And like, when you say nosebleed, does that mean, like, the highest, highest you could go? Like, the yeah. last seat? It's very, very high up there. Yep, absolutely. Like the top of the upper deck, four grand. And his team isn't even playing. I feel like you might actually get in trouble if you spent that kind of money on a ticket. He would be so mad he couldn't even enjoy the game. Yeah, he no, he that wouldn't no, it wouldn't be good. We've spent money on tickets for you know Phil Collins. Obviously, we spent a lot of money on Bro, but it wasn't even close to four thousand dollars. That is insane, and. I have a question. Are like do people a lot of people just get like comp tickets or would someone really go online and spend that money to be that high up for the Super Bowl? Oh yeah, people would spend. People would spend that money to go to the Super Bowl. Sure. I mean if you're a Bengals fan and you've waited your whole life for this, you probably grit your teeth and spend the money if you've got it, even if it's a little bit painful. I don't think I would spend that kind of money. I was thinking, like, if the team that I cared about the most were in the most important game possible, would I spend that kind of money to get in? And the answer is probably yes, honestly. 
Uh, if Northwestern were in the national championship game, and I know we're getting into fantasy land here, but if that were to happen and it was like, hey, a couple grand to get in the building, that would not be the case. I would feel very confident about that, but I think I would do it. I would not do it for just some random game. And sure, there's plenty of comp tickets, but they're paid for by someone, corporate sponsors, that sort of thing. So I think we could just decide and settle. Bobby will be around the Super Bowl. He will not be at the Super Bowl unless some miracle happens. It will not be because of producer Christine dipping into the uh, the Christmas fund. What do you call that again? Our Christmas club. Christmas club. That's right. So you're going to keep that money in the bank for next year, not for this Super Bowl matchup, which we will be talking about more on Friday's show. In the meantime, Christine, because Bobby's gone, you and your daughter are going to celebrate National Pizza Day without him doing something that you know is highly controversial and for which I will mock you. Today is the day that we get pineapple bacon on a pizza from Domino's. Because they're having some deals right now because it's National Pizza Day. Now, I know that's not like real pizza, and especially from Jersey. I got my go-to, like, you know, good Yeah, why would you sully National Pizza Day with pineapple? Because there's probably a coupon out there somewhere. I think there are, you know, Domino's and Little Caesars, there's a whole bunch of them doing some good deals. So, and, not here. He will eat the pizza with me. Um, but I don't think he loves it as much as I do. So I don't even know if actually Megan's going to eat this, but we'll have to see. She can well, she has pretty good taste, so maybe not. I, they would have to pay me to put pineapple on my pizza, on National Pizza Day in particular. I think it's almost sacrilegious. And I sent you actually, what was it, last week I saw a poll. They polled Italians. I know you claim to be <laughs> Italian in heritage. I think we I know. I am that you're actually from a different motherland, so to speak. But you claim to be Italian, and they polled Italians about food, do's and don'ts, and best practices versus faux pas. And I want to say something like 80% of Italians or more were a hard no on pineapple and pizza. It was just not fathomable to them. You know what? So what are you saying? Because I like that I'm not Italian? Of course I'm Italian. Um, I just happen to like that pizza. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm not saying it's authentic, but people, for some reason, they get so angry about this, and I don't understand why. Uh, you should try it. We should. I'm not angry things. about it. I am just befuddled. The way that you're befuddled that other people get angry, I'm befuddled why you would do this, especially as someone claiming Italian heritage. I mean, I feel like I'm perhaps more authentic with no Italian blood because I agree with Italians in rejecting this practice, right? Like, I I feel like you would go back and I'd say, like, Elizabeth Warren. I'd be like, okay, let's see. Let's see the genealogy that makes you Italian. And it would be like, okay, Christine, and then we'd have the family tree, and your family tree would go down one generation, and you would just put in Olive Garden logos. Like, see? Well, I, I do have to say I've done that the DNA kit um, to see, you know, my heritage. And I just assumed I was like 70% Italian or something like that. And, oh, my husband still laughs me to this day. The day I got the result, it said like 
I was devastated. <laughs> Less devastated. than half. Just over a third. Just over a third. By the way, your daughter, Megan, we were just mentioning her in the context of Pizza Day. Let's move on due to the pineapple stuff. Did she react? Because I know she hates the mask and having to wear it at summer camp, which was crazy, wearing it at schools. It sounds like she will at least have an option not to wear it. Has the school actually confirmed that they're going to take the governor up on the lack of mandate now, or are they going to keep them in place? That's the thing. There's still flexibility for school districts and schools to say, we don't care that there's no longer a mask mandate. We are sticking with what the CDC confirmed today is still the national guidance. So will they be able to take the masks off in March? And does your daughter have any thoughts on that? So we have not gotten any guidance. We have not gotten an email, a text message, nothing from her school that saying that we will, you know, unmask the kids on March 7th. But I did tell Megan about it. I said, you know, our governor said that children don't have to wear the mask anymore next month. And without missing a beat, as we were driving to school today, she goes, yeah, I don't buy that. She goes, I'll <laughs> see it when I, you know, I'll believe it when I see it. That's and very wise. You're reading. I- <laughs> yeah, I think that skepticism or cynicism is very well earned. And by the way, I would absolutely put in some emails and calls to the school saying, can you confirm that when the mask mandate goes away in the state, we will be able to make this choice for our daughter? Because they need to be pushed on this stuff. I'm just putting that out there. Just some uh, some parenting advice to you as a non-parent myself. I just think the pressure needs to ramp up or else they might decide to just stick with the program and go with the flow. And uh, I think it's on parents to really push that envelope because the science, everything, is behind optional masking. And some of these decision makers need to be pushed. Quickly tonight, before we run out of time here, a small note about the Guy Benson Show family. You may have noticed, regular listeners, that even recently during these home stretch segments over the last couple of weeks, Quiet Wyatt has not been around as often as he usually is. That's because he and his family have been going through something. His grandmother, to whom he has been very close, was not well. So he was up at home. He was working remotely. He was taking time off. And sadly, a few days ago, Wyatt's grandmother passed away. And as I mentioned, they were very close. I know this is really tough on him. They're a tight-knit family. They're a wonderful family. I've had the privilege of meeting Wyatt's parents. And I know this is really hard. It was not unexpected, but that doesn't make it easier. So there's a wake tonight. Producer Christine will be attending on behalf of our team here. I wish I could go. I'm going to be on a plane down to Georgia. But Christine will be there. I'm grateful, Christine, that you're doing that. And we just wanted to extend our well wishes, our thoughts, our prayers, and our condolences to Wyatt and his family in this time of grieving and loss. On that note, thank you for listening. From Atlanta, Georgia, tomorrow and Friday, The Guy Benson Show returns. We will talk to you then. Home stretch on The Guy Benson Show, Thursday edition from Atlanta. And the programming director here at our affiliate, Extra 106.3, is Matt Edgar. Last time we were down here, he was kind enough to swing by. Last time I was here, Matt, I was throwing out a first pitch. 
for the Braves. Braves Cardinals Thursday night. Awesome. Started the stra- it started in somewhat the momentum towards our world championship, and I'm not kidding about that. No, I I yeah. know you're not kidding, and I am still very very pleased to have helped bring this city a championship in my own little way. But I was nervous. I was extremely nervous for that experience because I did not want to bounce that pitch. I didn't for the record. You did not. So as soon as I threw the ball, (laughs) it left my hand. I said, okay, we're good. I'm going to have a great rest of the visit. But I had, you know, my, my stomach was in knots. I'm less nervous today, but still a little bit with some butterflies here because we've got this event this evening for... Some listeners at the station, some sponsors at the station, and a lot of people here on the team at Extra, where I guess there's this celebrated chef who's going to be cooking for us. One of only 74 master chefs in the whole country, Daryl Schuler, going to be awesome. Big fan. He was live in studio yesterday with our morning show, and he cannot wait to get his hands on you and uh, get you in the kitchen. So this is what I'm worried about. So (laughs) you're like, oh, can you say a few words tonight? Yes, I I say many words all the time. Saying a few words is is an easy thing for me. But I guess there's going to be cameras and cooking and kitchen where, what, do I have to, like, sort of do a Bobby Flay impression Yeah, exactly. Here? I, I, well, I'm curious what the chef has in store for you. Me too. As well, yeah. I was hoping you could tell no, me. No, I, I, even I'm in the dark on this one. I hate to say it. I can't wait to see the reaction. The crowd is juiced. The reaction for tonight has been awesome. I do wish we had the cookie crawl after. I think it would be a great addition next time through. Okay. we got to make that happen. So so let's, let's talk about that <laughs> yes. in just a second. I just want to clarify, I am not doing the cooking for the people tonight. That's the chef. I guess I'm going to be doing some interactive something. Correct. I will have a report yes, tomorrow. Yes, and it will be on film everybody all of america uh, will get to see it at some point yes, yes sir. what a treat that welcome be. back by the way officially great to have you in the building it is again it is awesome to be here and i just have to say to toot your horn and the whole team here at dickie broadcasting it was great to see david earlier the big boss here and just the team we joined this station basically at the onset this is a brand yep. new station Last april in this format in news talk conservative talk and it went from a non-existent station in not, that non-existent, in that market, that's sort of not exaggerating space, yet. to now really some strong growth. Absolutely, we and, have legitimate ratings, legitimate sponsor and client success. I mean, we're making real money, and that's the whole key in radio, right? That's why we survive every and, business. And, uh, so it's awesome. And in a short less than a year, I mean, we're April nineteenth will be our one year anniversary. You were here day one or on the station day one. Heck, it was amazing. You did a you came down an affiliate trip in June. We were a couple months older, but you were like, I want to get to Atlanta, and that is rare. I've been in this business thirty years, dealt with guys like Don Imus. Back in the day, trips to Atlanta, I put his stuff together, and you are as accommodating and as open as it gets. I mean, you you, you literally said, I'm coming to Atlanta. I want to visit my new affiliate uh, down in the ATL, and that is just unheard of. So uh, big well, props I'm, to you as well. And I have, if, you. if you're a programming director at any of our great stations around the country, ask me to come out. We, we love doing this sort of thing. We really appreciate being on across the country and having stations as a part of the Guy Benson Show family. And it's been gratifying, I have to say, to see – the growth of this station, the growth of this show in this market, people are listening yes. to Extra. No question. Uh, which is which is pretty cool to be a part of. Now, we might ruin all of that, though, <laughs> if, if we move forward with this plan that I'm shocked that you've endorsed because you were listening on the home stretch the other day. Producer Christine, this is why we had you on. She booked you. Producer Christine, I think, is a little grumpy that she's not down here on this trip. I'm bumming a little bit as well. Yeah, we maybe next time. We're we, kindred spirits, you know, producers, you know, behind the scenes. We, us and Max and Wyatt uh, and David. Now we're all, yes, we're all sort of together, the behind the glass crew. Yes, and yeah. she, and she is a real character. 
I love and her. And she's a handful. And so she, I think, would like to be a part of this. I think you would very much enjoy her being a part of this. But she was joking that next time we would have something like this, maybe a restaurant and a chef, and then afterwards she would run – I don't know, it's almost like a undergraduate college-style <laughs> bar crawl bar party crawl. Yeah. for those listeners interested with trolleys and maybe, like, wristbands. And I'm imagining, like, um, like neon glowing necklaces and weird sure. stuff like that. And you like this idea. I love it. The cookie crawl. Got to get out there, get funky, get our groove on. Yeah, no, nobody could lead it better than, than Christine as well. Yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. It'd go from the, the nice night, the nice dinner, going to be some great food and wine tonight, some great sophisticated talk with Guy Benson, and then we loosen the tie, and we, we all load on a bus. In Atlanta, the big bone is the fur bus, we call it. We get on the fur bus, and we start hopping. The buck, fur bus? The fur bus, Christine, are you taking notes? Been around for like 30 oh. years. This is like a dream for me. I mean, does it seem real to you now, Guy, that we're getting endorsed? I mean, this to me is a no-brainer. Um, and don't forget, I can give everybody their a personalized flask with your picture on it. I thought about that. Are you going to pay for I that mean, out of pocket, Christine? All that money you're saving by not buying a Super Bowl ticket? Um. So... <laughs> We, we're going to have a, we're, we'll have some sort of budget, of course. Well, if sponsors will uh, flip the bill. Are you kidding? <laughs> we start hitting up a few of the liquor and, uh, and, and uh, you know, uh, alcohol. Oh, uh, the long drink. The long drink flask guy with Guy's face on flask. it. Absolutely. Uh, I, this is coming together before my eyes, and it, it worries me a lot, Matt, because I'm sure you guys know what you're doing, and, you know, the Dickies know what they're doing in this space. But do you have the correct size insurance policy for what? <laughs> would be required handing anything over to producer Christine, let alone a group of moving people plied with alcohol. No doubt in this day and age, liability is a big thing and I'd have to check with HR, but we would make it happen, uh -huh. Christine, be assured we'd make it happen. You're uh, down here. Guy's been here twice. The third time's a charm. Christine's coming to, coming to the ATL soon. I'm surprised that Christine did not hang up her phone in terror just hearing HR because I think that uh. that's, that's an ongoing concern for you, Christine. Yeah, it's like my nightmare. <laughs> you say the words HR and cookie, you know, the cookie crumbles. So let's let's just keep that out of it. Listen, guys, I got a good plan here. And I feel like it's a moneymaker of some sort. I'm just not sure how. Uh -huh. um, Matt, I'm sure you know that I have a lot of ideas. A guy likes to call them schemes or scams. <laughs> That's one way to put it, right. No. I have some good ideas. And, you know, go, hello, I'm selling my house. I mean, I, I think of some good good things out there. So let me workshop this a little more. But I say the first cookie crawl should be in the ATL. Well, let's do that brainstorming off the air, right? I think it's good to have uh, sort of maybe off the record. You can You can float your ideas, and we don't need the whole country listening to them. I think that seems probably like the best plan. But you guys can connect. I'm always willing to come back down here. So... We can talk about that, Christine. Last question briefly, Matt, here in Georgia and Atlanta generally. We were talking with Joey Jones earlier, just the, the afterglow of the championship uh, here for the Braves, the championship for the Bulldogs in college yeah. football. I mean, when was the last time Georgia sports 
were on this level, if if ever. Not. I've been here my whole life. Not. I remember the 19, I was uh, 10 years old in 1980 when Herschel and the Bulldogs won their one and only national title. Obviously here in 95 when the Braves won their one and only world title. My Falcons, my Hawks have never come close. They're another level. We are riding high. The poor Hawks are in the middle of their NBA season. And nobody cares. They could win a lot. They could lose a lot. We'd forgive them because we're just still riding that bulldog in Braves High. And there's a lot of crossover. There is no doubt. Braves country expands the whole southeast. And Georgia is right here in the middle of the Bulldog Nation. And it's, uh, yeah. And you, you're a good friend. Um, Mary Catherine. Uh, yeah, Mary Catherine, big bulldog. I thought of her often uh, during this run. is just phenomenal. And we are the um, – our. The sister station, the sports talk station, 680 The Fan, is not only the Braves' flagship, we are also the official sports talk station for the Bulldogs. So we had guys in Indianapolis for the national title. Obviously had guys in Houston for both uh, when the Braves made the trip to play the Astros in the World Series. So we lived it and breathed it up close. The trophy has been here a couple times. Oh, cool. Yeah, we almost had it there tonight. By the way, at the guys' night out, no very kidding. close to having the trophy there. It was already committed. Uh, Brave said, oh, if you had a different date, but um, maybe next oh, time. That yeah, would have been amazing. It would have been awesome to have it at the, the, the venue tonight. And been. I will let you know, just for the record, we did reach out to Kirby Smart, uh, the head coach of, of the course. University of Georgia, just to see if he could come in and do an interview on the show. We got an immediate response, which is great. <laughs> it was not a hard no, but it was... The coach doesn't do a lot of interviews, yeah. apparently. So it was a big ask, but we tried. I love it. And so for all the Dogs fans listening right now, we tried. Maybe next time. Maybe we can bring Kirby Smart into the studio with the World Series championship trophy for the Guy Benson show. Right before the cookie crawl. Love it. Yeah, that, that's, that's sort of the, the ultimate goal. Matt, great to see you. And Welcome back, guys. It's Thanks, awesome buddy. to be here. Thanks, Christine. And we got to run because we've got guys night out to prepare for. I don't know what is going to happen. I hope they have an apron or something for me because I've got my my nice jacket and tie, and I don't know what's going to be flying around in the kitchen. There'll be video, I guess. We'll bring you that full report tomorrow, of course, probably on the home stretch here on the Guy Benson Show from Atlanta and Extra 106.3. Thank you for listening. Have a great night. Back here tomorrow. stretch on the guy benson show and if you're listening on the broadcast that's eminem lose yourself we should keep this one as a bumper song just in general it's got a good beat throws me back to like i think high school it's been a minute since eminem was at the peak of his popularity and relevance but we mention eminem here in the home stretch on the guy benson show guybensonshow.com free podcast because as we discussed earlier in the hour with Will Kane, Super Bowl Sunday is upon us. And the halftime show is kind of a dream for anyone who was into hip-hop in the 90s and early 2000s. Which is not necessarily me, by the way. That's not really my preferred genre. And yet, these are some big names. We don't know what exactly this mashup is going to look like. And they've gone to pretty great lengths to keep the whole performance a secret. But I know producer Christine is extremely excited about the halftime show. Christine, who's a part of this? Is it Dr. Dre, Eminem? Is Missy Elliott in there, I think I read? I didn't read that. It's Mary J. Blige. And then I think Dr. Dre just announced that I believe they're going to have some guests, like stars, and one of them could possibly be 50 Cent. If oh, my, my dear stage, friend, uh, my dear friend, 50 Cent, who I saw on the street in New York, and I made eye contact and nodded. So that counts as 
close longtime friends. That would be a surprise guest and performance. Yeah, I am so excited is for Snoop, this Super Bowl. Is Snoop going to be part of this? Yes. Snoop, Ray, Dan, am I missing anybody here? Mary J, Eminem, possibly Fiddy. Oh, Kendrick Lamar. So this I'm is not really familiar with what him. in your wheelhouse? I mean, where do you think C Diddy came from? Nineties oh. rap and hip hop oh. is my jam. I had forgotten Megan. about C Diddy. Yeah, Megan is going to see what her mama really is all about. She's going to get a show. Oh, like in addition to the televised show, you're going to be what? Rapping along? Oh, yes. Mm. I mean, I and just like, I'm more excited about that. I actually started Googling what time is the halftime show because I'm probably not going to be watching the game. And most websites say about tune in around 8 o'clock-ish. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, that sounds right. Around 8. Yes. So uh, C. Diddy will be making an appearance. Megan will get to see what her mom is all about. Yeah, let's let's, let's maybe move on because C. Diddy, I had forgotten all about that particular alter ego, Christine the Rapper. I'm actually, and this I think really says it all, I'm eager to move on to Curious Christine. That seems more palatable right now than C. Diddy and envisioning you rapping at your television screen. I know that you do have questions about last night, Guys Night Out, here with Extra in Atlanta, our affiliate here. Really fun. There were sponsors there. Five listeners won a pair of tickets to this dinner and chatted with all of them at, at length, a wide range of ages, which was really cool. Younger listeners up to like my parents' age. It was a blast. And there was a really awesome culinary component as well. So fire away. So you start from the beginning. You guys are at, so there's five winners, five couples, right? It was five pairs of tickets, and they ended up all being couples, yes. Okay. And you guys are at a restaurant. Are you are you actually hosting? Are you up in the front the whole time? And are people asking you questions? Did you guys cook right away? Did you cook for the couples? Do you cook? Can you okay. cook? Okay. Well, this is, this is so many things. So I don't cook very often. I can cook a few things relatively well. Adam does more of the cooking in our house, but occasionally I will assist or, you know, one or two dishes I tend to make. This was a restaurant, but also like a culinary school. So you had a dining room that was also open to this huge kitchen. And then there was a bar area as well. So the formal program, if you will, was probably only about 10 minutes maximum, where the guys here on the morning show locally on 106.3 FM, they said hello to the crowd. Then the chef who runs this location, this restaurant slash institute, he is one of 72 certified master chefs in the United States. And he's opened this business. It's his baby. He takes great pride in it. So he explained to the gathering what dinner was going to be like and sort of a bit of his background. And then they seated the floor to me and I just talked briefly about the station and the show and being grateful and thanking people talked a little tiny bit about politics, and then, hey, let's have a great dinner, and everyone sat down. Three-course dinner, there was some wine, there was some beer, and that was about midway through. So it was, everyone arrived, they milled around, they had a few drinks, I was chatting with everyone. Then we had the quick program, and then everyone had dinner. And during dinner, I got up and made sure to go around to each table and chat with people. It was 
only a few dozen people, which was nice because it was intimate. They didn't make it big. It was like this cool, exclusive event where there wasn't like a step and repeat for photos and that's it, although we did have a step and repeat for photos. It was an opportunity to really chat at length in depth with some of the sponsors at the station and some of these listeners where I think I was able to at least for 10 minutes per couple, you know, chat with them. And that was extremely fun. The cooking component, I'm trying to cover all of your questions here. They wanted to do some social media stuff with me. And so they sent me into the kitchen. I took off my blazer and I put on an apron. Mm-hmm. And the chef just instructed me every step of the way on making this dish, which was a mushroom risotto with seared scallops. Oh. And I just listened to his instruction. I followed to the letter and just sort of, I don't know, hammed it up a little bit for the camera. I felt like I was almost like on one of those Food Network shows. And that was kind of fun. It was like Guy Benson, but Guy Fieri, just for a moment. And it turned out really well. No thanks to me, right? I was just sort of a robot doing whatever he said. But then we tried it. It was delicious. That portion was not served to anyone. But I did say that the scallops were delicious, and then a bunch of people ordered the scallops. I got the beef short rib, which was also delicious. And then I was jealous of the chicken. There were three options. It was awesome. We had a great time. And the only thing really missing, I have to say, Christine, at least according to several of the attendees, was uh, producer Christine. (laughs) I knew it. I knew it. Many people were asking after you and about you. And I'm actually afraid to say that mm. your idea that you've pitched this uh, <gasps> cookies, yeah. you know, bar crawl with the trolley and the dance party or whatever, many people were inquiring, is this actually going to happen? And <laughs> there were some conversations, I just have to say, here at the station with the sales team and some of the higher-ups. What's kind of cool about where this station is located extra in Dickey Broadcasting and, and this same shared studio space, it's beautiful. Literally, you can look out the window of the studio right here and see the Braves ballpark, Truist Park. It is right there in this area of suburban Atlanta they've basically built to be a little neighborhood for bars and restaurants and kind of like a a sporting event atmosphere, and it's called The Battery. And there are many different bars and restaurants within five minutes walking you know, from 30 seconds away right across the street to maybe five minutes away in this little new neighborhood, and it's all gleaming and brand new, and the stadium's right there. And there might have been a discussion maybe to bring down the whole, uh, you know, insurance liability question, maybe no trolley or party bus, but just a bar crawl here in the neighborhood culminating in or maybe starting after a Braves game when it's warm out during baseball season, It has been discussed. I'm just not trying to get your hopes up, but it would seem as though my next visit down here to Atlanta, there is some groundswell of support for making sure at the very least you, Cookie, are part of the event. I have a a brilliant idea. I mean, you guys are really missing out on the bus, but okay, we can can push that to the side for now. I'm still... You're not, conceding. You're not conceding how the trolley. About, how about Cookie's conga line? And every time we leave a bar, everybody Ugh. has to get in line 
and we conga to the next bar. I'm going to put on sunglasses and walk in the other direction. Like, I don't know who those people are. Who is that woman over there? I'm like, I have no idea. Just call the police and keep an eye on her. Uh, there, there are ideas that can be discussed. How about that? And I, I don't want to go any further. I don't want to make any promises. Quickly curious, Christine, any more questions here before we're out of time? Yeah. Why do you say scallops so funny? You mean scallops? I just learned how to say it in Cape Cod. In Cape Cod, they say scallops. That's where I first had scallops, and that's what they say, so I say scallops. I've never heard someone say it like that before. You say scallops? Scallops? Yeah. All right. Well, when I'm cooking them, when Chef Guy is cooking in my special kitchen, it's scallops. Seared scallops. We, Chef. (laughs) <laughs> did you throw? Did you throw any bams out? Did you go? Bam, no bams. Bam. I probably should have done a wee chef though, because I was the little sous chef, who was under the tutelage of this master chef. That would have been a good call. But yeah, no, no bams, no emerald ripoffs. But it was fun, and they're telling me they're going to send me an edited version of this video. I know Adam is desperate to see it, maybe just for proof that I that I actually do cook <laughs> from time to time. And maybe I will share it with you. Maybe I will share it on my social. We'll see. You have to, have to share that. I, I will see. see I don't know. And That's undecided. I'm, I'm, I'm so, I'm so happy that it was successful. Uh, Matt Edgar texted me and said it was a great, great night. And um, I'm just going to leave you with this. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Until you listen to me, give the people what they want. <laughs> it you, was, you know it was that cool that some of these listeners, actually all of them, had like little inside jokes. Quotes from the show, jokes that we banter about in the home stretch. Like, these are real listeners who pay attention to the show, and they're, like, invested in it. And all this stupid nonsense that we do in this segment every day, I guess some people actually like it. So that's good news. And let's end the week on that high note. It is The Guy Benson Show. From Atlanta, back home next week. I'll be doing the show back in D.C. on Monday. In the meantime, have a great weekend. Stay safe. Stay sane. We'll talk to you then. That was this week's edition of Bonus Benson. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Pull up a chair and join me, Rachel Campos Duffy. And me, former U.S. Congressman Sean Duffy, as we share our perspective on the discussions happening at kitchen tables across America. Download from the kitchen table to Duffy's at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you download podcasts. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.